get her rolling in three, two, one. Oh my God. We are here. boy. We are here. We are a little late, but that's fine. Finally. We are here. It doesn't matter how late you are as long as you show up. That's what I've told all of my bosses at my first review pending my second review, which would lead to a char- uh, a discharge or a firing. But that's fine. We're here. I okay. can't get fired from a podcast I co-host. Come on now. No, guess, guess what? We're our own bosses right now. We can show up late. It's fine. Contractors, Brock. Office hours are when we say they are. That is a fact. But let me tell you something. It is very important that we still get here and deliver the art. Uh, regardless of whether we're late, always on time, it don't matter. Ladies and gentlemen, adjust your headsets and turn up the volume in your Volkswagen uh, Cabriolets. It is the We Need to Talk podcast. I am your boy, (laughs) Felix, and I am looking at a Zoom screen. I am sitting right now in the cellar of seclusion and regret. I am looking at a Zoom screen. I see my man's Willis. And he is in the bunker of truth. Willis, what is up, my guy? That's right. I am in the bunker of truth today. Uh, this week, it's the bunker of quarantine. Oh, no. Uh, because your boy is out DNP health and safety protocols. Uh, so we are uh, isolating here in place in the bunker of truth for the next uh, foreseeable future. But look. We are still here to bring you the art. I may sound a little nasally. That's okay. That's that real shit. It's that real shit. That's real. I'm giving you the art even under the weather. That's no right. matter the weather. Rain, sleet, hail, snow, COVID. We don't give a F. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. My man is, is hyped in the bunker of truth. And it's for a good reason. It's because we are here on a special day to give you Something that we have un- been unable to, to do for you thus far. And that is give you a micropod. Now, a micropod is by all accounts from what I've Googled and Wikipedia and on the, on the interwebs is a, a podcast, but it's, a, it's, it's much smaller. It's, a, it's, a more, it's an amuse-bouche of a, of a podcast. And if y'all know us, uh, that's something that has been insurmountable <laughs> thus far. But it don't matter. Yo, we're here. We have strict guidelines and rules for, for today. Um, not imposed on us from our significant others, no, but by each other, because we're, <laughs> we're here to, on a Sunday to give a micropod. We got football going. We got snacks we want probably want to put in our faces. And what is better than, on a Sunday morning, Willis, than a nice, yeah. full, however, uh, uh, semi-brief Sunday brunch? I love a Sunday brunch. Uh, you know, it sounds so luxurious every time. Hey, let's go get some brunch. God damn, let's get some brunch, right? Let's get brunch. brunch. Is just, it's just a delightful thing all around. Um, and, and since it's on a Sunday, it's on the Lord's Day, we are going to uh, have some church right here for y'all. We uh, sure are. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, we're just going to bounce a, few th- uh, a couple topics off each other. Quick, fast, bang, 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 bang. Something light, something delightful. We're not going to bring you down today. We're going to lift you up. All right. So, so uh, I'm I'm going to shoot first. Um, Do it. Let's go. Lunch with the boys. Now, Let's go. Now, um, 
this topic, um, it may it may lift up certain people. It doesn't lift me up. It might not lift you up, but uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take it there. Look, we started the year off in the NBA in New York uh, on a, on some high notes. Uh, the whole team came back. We added Kemba Walker. We we added Evan Fournier. Things were looking up. Julius Randle stepped out on his own. The boys started playing. Oh, they came out to such a great record. Top of the East. Oh, man. Bing bong. It was going off. We saw the memes in the street. We saw saw people telling Kevin Durant to motion his ashy-ass ankles. Passing the Henny bottle. Right, right. We saw Jesus Nice out there in front of the garden. Right? It was all good just a couple weeks ago. And now... We got some, we got things going real bad in New York. Right now, we got Kemba Walker, not just benched, but straight out the rotation. We got the Knicks losing three in a row for the first time this season. We have the Knicks playing a dismal five and eight home record. How can you play five and eight at the Mecca? That is so disrespectful. Um, right now they're 11th place in the East, eight and 10. Um, look, I don't like the way this is heading. I've watched the last few games since I've been home. Um, bad, bad body language. The Knicks have a couple problems. First problem is, uh, we saw this past week, Julius Randle and the team get very upset, um, with the lack of calls that go his way, especially towards the end of the games. You know, he's a big body in there and he's upset because he's not getting the same calls as maybe like some more frail body types would, you know, he gets banged in there like Shaq, like one of these big boys and he's upset. He's not getting the same calls, but baby boy, you got to play through that. You got to yeah. play through it. And it, it, that, um, that's not an issue when you're performing well. That that's something you you move past, right. right? Yeah, right. This is something that you complain about when things aren't going your way. You know what I mean? Um, the other thing is like the Knicks need to have another way to score besides the three. They live by the three and they die by the three. You know what I mean? If they're not playing, um, if they're not hitting their shots, they're going to get blown out. We saw last night, uh, actually yesterday afternoon. They played the Denver Nuggets, and let me tell you, man, it was ugly to watch. Nikola Jokic was a wizard out there. He was destroying the Knicks on his own. MVP, and by that, the way. Yeah, MVP, MVP in the league last year. For sure. Um, and, you know, he was doing things that the Knicks could not stop. And one of the things that they exposed, the Nuggets exposed about the Knicks, is that if Mitchell Robinson is not at a hundred percent. He is, uh, he's dragging us down. The Knicks have no big, um, big threats that can guard like a, a Jokic. Well, nobody can guard Jokic, but you know, like for example, last night, Nerlens Noel came back in the game, him and Mitchell Robinson, there was nothing that they could do. We need stronger bigs on the inside. I don't know what we're going to do, but Mitchell Robinson definitely has to step up if he's going to be uh, like a long-term solution with it. I'm just, you know what? I could go on and on about the Knicks. I won't. 
what I do, my main, my main point, <laughs> my main point is, is the Knicks started out hot and they're sliding into mediocrity. And this is a scary place for us, Felix. It really this is. is. It's, an, a, it's, un, it's a, not a good place to go. It's not a fun place to be after the highs, 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 highs at the beginning of the season. I will say the thing that, you know, one of the things that was a standout for us last season is how well we performed defensively. And one of the, one of the stats was how everybody's three-point percentage dipped, like dived when they came to the garden. And you could attribute it a little bit to, obviously, the defense and stuff like that. But the thing was, was that teams are still getting open shots. So it's kind of like, oh, well, they're just not falling, yada, yada, yada. And that's kind of one of those things where you go, well, they could start to fall. They never really did last season. But now that's that has not been – we haven't seen that as much as we did last season, especially because we took a step back defensively. So – Going into the season, the whole thing was we're going to add offensively and we're going to, that's going to detract from our defense. But the hope was we'll add a little on the offense that'll make up for the lack of defense. But it hasn't gone that way. Uh, Fournier hasn't, hasn't paid off as well as he was in the beginning of the season. Obviously, our boy Kemba, UConn's own Kemba, uh, just as we feared, you know, his injuries seem to be taking a toll. It just seems to be running out. Uh, uh, his career seems to be going in a way that none of us want to see. Hopefully that pans out as the season goes on. And our boy, Julius, we were chanting MVP last year, and it just seems that cer- the certain things that we didn't want to see and we avoided last season, we're seeing this season. So it's not going the best way. It's a long NBA season. I hope that we can rebound, and there will be ebbs and flows. But you are right, sir. We were so high, bing-bonging it in the streets uh, just, just a couple weeks ago, as you said, and right now – it is not like that in New York. We were we were puffing out our chest saying, "Hey Kevin, hey Durant, hey KG, but you wish mm. you came to came to MSG." And nah, man, <laughs> it ain't that <laughs> way no more, man. Anyway, so yeah, hopefully it's a long hey, season though. It's a long season. It's a long season. I would need you all to remember that it is a long NBA season, and normally it feels really long for us Knicks fans, but we are still in it. We are still rooting for our team. We love the New York Knicks. We are here for y'all. All right. So I'm going to get you with something too. Now, 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 I guess with like with brunch, there's certain types of things you normally uh, expect to see. Maybe a Bloody Mary, mm. an Eggs Benedict, uh, some, some home fries, hash browns, whatever you got. You know what I mean? I'm a, yeah. uh, a, a mimosa. So I'm going to start it off. I'm a mimosa guy. You're a mimosa guy? I'm a mimosa guy too, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm, uh, Bloody Marys, you know, it's a little bit more challenging challenging flavor profile all right it's against all oh it hits you makes you the back of you right right where your teeth are your gums and your molars kind of tingling oh my goodness right oh, i yeah, am about yeah. that like i think that's called um uh that flavor profile is like unctuous it's like an unctuous flavor profile i'm about to give you an unctuous flavor profile. okay yeah buddy <laughs> hey uh you know who's still racist <laughs> <laughs> Take. Do you want to take a guess? No, it's no. It's a no, 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 I don't okay. want to take a guess. Um, the, the NFL, National Football League. Now, I thought Jay Z was got got like brought in as a consultant, and he was supposed to fix all that shit. Supposed to fix that racism, but not so much. And by the way, I am not about to put. Uh, happy birthday, by the way, Jay Z. Um, I am not about to put the continued racism of the NFL and classism of the NFL on Jay-Z's shoulders. No, we're going to put it on the on the uh, white supremacist owners and 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 uh, whatever, chairman, whatever he's called, um, commissioner of the NFL. And that is because, yo, wasn't it like three weeks ago 
Aaron Rodgers got caught out um, lying about his vaccination status and enjoying the perks of being an unvaxxed player. And then he gets COVID. And the time he's supposed to be out is the time that would be out for an unvaccinated player. And you go, wait a second, this is weird. And then he showed his whole ass being the, the edge lord that Aaron Rodgers is. And he essentially mm-hmm. misses one game. And that would be the game that he lost just because he had COVID. Fast forward a couple of weeks, Antonio Brown fakes his vaccination card. <laughs> uh, whatever, what, reported two weeks ago or so? Antonio Brown, or Antonio Brown wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. His, his, his spurned uh, sh- personal chef. Hey, everybody, pay your personal chefs, okay? Anyway, his personal chef that he didn't pay comes out and says, yo, AB's vaccination card is fake. So what happens? They suspend him for three games unpaid. Willis, make this make sense. How does Antonio Brown, who didn't have COVID, by the way, fake his vaccination, lie to everybody, and get three games unpaid, but Aaron Rodgers fakes his vaccination too and misses the one game he would have missed just because he's sick? What fucking sense does that Mm. make, bro? Yeah, I I would say it doesn't make a lot of sense. I would say there's a small distinction that really shouldn't um it, it shouldn't determine of the a two game difference. Um and that distinction I think is that I don't know that Aaron Rodgers misrepresented his vaccination status to the te- to his team. I think his team knew that he was unvaccinated, what they allowed him to do while he was unvaccinated is really on the team. If he, it, you know, that, I think that's the difference. AB straight up lied to the team. You know, like Tampa Bay, we celebrated them earlier in the season, you know, in the very beginning because they were one of the first teams to say, hey, we got a 100% vaccination rate. You know what I mean? And then now it turns out, well, <laughs> actually it was like, you know what I mean? (laughs) But, but, uh, you know, and so that's the only difference. But, look, he lied to the media, he lied to the fans, he lied out in public, you know what I mean? So I think at the most, A.B. and and the other guy, I think it it was Mike Edwards, uh, receiver on the Bucks, who also had a fake card. I think you would only if you if you're going to suspend them at all, it can't be more than what Aaron Rodgers got. You know what I mean? They were all yeah, what's the point doing the same types of deception. You know what I mean? Exactly. And by the way, I will. You'll never see me playing a little violin for Antonio Brown, man. Like I, I am not an Antonio Brown fan. I find I find him, you know, with the information that we have, to be a, a fairly vile person. Uh, and you know, to see that he when I saw the news that he faked it. What did I text? What did I text you? Show me Tom Brady's vaccination card right now. Right now. <laughs> I want to see that shit. And then so and then this brings up this whole thing. How rampant could this is a whole other thing. How rampant could this like fake vaccine card be? I won't say when and where I heard about another person who said that they may or may not have a fake vaccine card. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what are we doing? You were going through the trouble of, by the way, hey, Willis, how expensive is a fake vaccine card? 
You probably don't know. It sounded like I have the, no idea. The, the, and, and I have done no investigation either. Antonio Brown was willing to pay like six hundred dollars or something like that. Now that may just be his market because he's got that money. You know what I mean? Like that may be what the what the rate is for him because he's got the, the the scrum to pay for it. I can't imagine that card does not look hard to reproduce at all. I figure anybody, any Staples employee, can make me a fucking fake vaccine card. Um. I don't care how much or or a little if it's twenty bucks or six hundred bucks. Willis, how much is it to get your vaccine? Zero dollars. <laughs> Zero dollars. Oh my own. And you also don't have to go three games suspended and unpaid. So congratulations, Antonio. You played yourself. And I, and I guess everybody else that you came into contact with that thought you were vaccinated. But here we are. My God. Well, hey, you so, know, go ahead. Not and not only that, but now you know, we already had a couple incidents with AB on the Bucks, you know, and Bruce Arians, the last time he spoke about AB's, um, like, behavior was like, look, we're, we're going to give him one more chance. And that was before this happened. Um, now, if you ask me, if this is this going to affect his status on the team? If you want to keep Tom Brady happy, I would say it doesn't. Okay. Um I think I don't know. I really don't know how they're gonna go. Um, they, would AB be making that big a difference on the team right now? I don't know. He's been hurt for for four, five, six weeks now. So I, if you let him go, if you ask me, we don't need that type of distraction on the team. We don't. We're, we're trying to repeat as Super Bowl champs. We don't need this this bullshit on the top. You know what I mean? Absolutely. We don't need um, fake vaccine. You know, like we want everyone to be united in in our quest for a second Super Bowl here. So, if, if you ask this guy, I feel you, man. And this will be the second time that that he's been on a a Tom Brady led team where his behavior may, uh, would have led to his expulsion from the team. Um, obviously last time in New England was for much different and much more uh, nefarious and, and ridiculous and terrible allegations, but, um, here we are. All right, buddy, what you got for me? I'm ready. So I had my, I had my bloody Mary. I got it down. I'm ready for the mimosa. You got a mimosa for me? Good. Yeah, dude, I got a mimosa for you. Um, all right. So I want, I can make it mostly champagne. Oh, it got you. Got it's you. a celebration. Just, man. just. Just a couple of drops of OJ for color. A splash. Is that what a we're splash. talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. So I don't know if you have been watching this, um, but um, a new show snuck up on us here in in December. And I, I haven't spoken with you about this show at all. We haven't discussed it at all. But it's three episodes in, and I'm caught up. I don't know if you are. I'm guessing you're not, but I'm gonna give you a spoiler-free uh, little little surprise. Here's oh. Hawkeye. Hey, Hawkeye. Yeah, I am not caught up. I'm so, two episodes. I didn't get the most recent one, but yeah, go ahead. Okay, so so Hawkeye just kind of swooped in real quick, soft like like the Ronin um, <laughs> into our lives. Right, killing motherfuckers has been hacking motherfuckers up the last three <laughs> weeks. It's been great. Um, so this this show 
we didn't really know much about it beforehand. We knew it was going to take place in, in uh, Christmas time. And, you know, we knew that they'd be introducing the next Hawkeye, which is, which is Kate Bishop. Um, so this particular show is based on a comic run uh, with, uh, it, it was written by this guy, Matt Fraction, uh, which is like one of the most iconic Hawkeye uh, runs there is. The artwork from the from the Matt Fraction comic is, is iconic, and they use a lot of it in the Disney Plus show, um, in the title sequence. And you know, they actually have been following the comic book pretty closely as far as the the um, structure of the show and, and the things that have been introduced so far. Um, I like I, I like that you've watched two of them. So we can kind of talk about it a, a tiny bit. Um, what do you think of, of Haley Steinfeld's uh, Kate Bishop on the show? Uh, I, I'm a Haley Steinfeld fan. I've liked her since she did, uh, <clears throat> I forget the name of it, but the Coen Brothers um, remake of that John Wayne movie. I always forget the name of it. But um, she was the young girl that, that played in that movie. Uh, Matt Damon's in it, yada, 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 whatever. Um mm. So I've always been a fan of hers. Um, I like I, I like the tone of the show, and I think she's perfect for the tone of the show so far. I saw some people yeah, online, yeah. like, concern trolling, being like, oh, well, she's supposed to be this badass. She's getting owned by the, like, the leisure shoot mafia or whatever they're called in the first episode. It's like, yeah, get, get, like, it's a thing in, like, most superhero movies. They depower or or do whatever they got to do to make the battle or the fight a little more interesting. Because at the end of the day, any of these shows or movies that we're watching, if the if the people, the superhero or whoever it is, had the skills that they said that they're supposed to have, there would never be a movie. Like the Superman movies would be thirty seconds long. <laughs> the right. Living God they, would be just so kill everything. Yeah, like <laughs> it would, the Hulk would just smash. It wouldn't be that. So you depower your heroes to make the fight a little bit more effective. Anytime you've ever seen Joker hold his own for a fight against the Batman for two seconds, it's they, come on. It's but it's for conflict. It's it's called fucking. Uh, uh, what is it called? When you suspend your disbelief. Anyway, I like her. <laughs> I like the name of. I like the tone of the show. It's this definitely like this Shane Black um, holiday type of feeling. You know these yeah. types of holiday it movies. It gives me a lot. Where, of, it yeah. gives me a lot of like uh, Home Alone vibes. It gives me uh, Die Hard vibes. It gives me uh, all these like Christmas in New York um, like holiday movies. Like, it's it, it's very strong on that theme, you know what I mean? Um, it, it knows and, what it's doing uh, it, right, of, really well. Exactly, exactly. One of the things I like about it uh, so far is that how only in the first, uh, well, there's three episodes in. So you can see in the first three episodes that um, a lot of the focus is put on on the loss of Hawkeye's hearing. Yeah, and also, well, you haven't seen episode three, so they introduce a character who is um, uh, hearing impaired as well. Uh, so this is, seems to be a theme that they're focusing on, and um, it's interesting how they're going to uh, 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 like approach this, uh, you know, like this disability. So far say that it's a disability because it gives our heroes hawkeye and, and this new character uh echo 
um, it's almost a, a positive for them. You know, like mm-hmm. they use that that inability to hear, but their other senses are heightened. Uh, so it's interesting how they're going to um, play that dynamic. Um, one other thing, um, in <laughs> I, I don't want to give a, a spoiler because you haven't seen episode three, but um, they refer to the uncle of this character that's introduced in episode three. Uh, and if you follow this Matt Fraction comic, the uncle that they're referring to, spoiler alert, uh, follow the comic, the uncle that they're referring to is someone that's been rumored to show up in the MCU for a long time. Mm. Um, and we're, what we're talking about is Kingpin. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and uh, specifically, Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. There's been a lot of internet rumors that he was going to sh- show up and reprise his role um, from the Daredevil uh, Netflix show. And, you know, of course, people have asked him about it and he denied, denied, but he did tweet an interesting thing uh, in the beginning of, like, right before the first episode aired. It was like, oh, can't wait to watch this uh, this Hawkeye show or something like that. And of course, <laughs> yeah. of course, yeah. the and, internet and is he usually talking up. about new Disney Plus shows? No. <laughs> Not really. I don't. I don't yeah. think so. So, uh, you know, this this is a very interesting uh, thing that could that could end up happening. And uh, you know, a lot of people have been wondering, well, where if we get Kingpin, how long is it going to be until we see Daredevil? Um, and, you know, another, another rumor that we can talk about right here, a lot of people have discussed Daredevil potentially showing up in Spider-Man. Um, you know, if you follow any of the internet, like, uh, like comicbook.com or anything like that, you know, they're always like hypothesizing on, oh, Mephisto or, or who's, who is in this, uh, background, you know what I mean? Where's Venom? And one of the things they, they've been talking about is, is who's going to be representing Peter Parker as he gets arrested for the, the murder of uh, Mysterio in, in this next movie. And a lot of people are like, well, it must be Matt Murdock, the blind lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, you know, obviously all conjecture and everything. But back to Hawkeye. This, really quick, uh, before you get too far, yeah. Hawkeye. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. Should they recast Daredevil? It was, I think Charlie Cox in the Netflix series. You say they're keeping the rumor as heavily that Vincent D'Onofrio stays. Do you want a new Daredevil, or do you want him to keep Charlie? I like Charlie Cox. That like his portrayal of, of Daredevil, I really liked. Like out of out of all those Netflix shows, I like Daredevil the best, and I think he did an awesome job. Um, but you know they've been known to recast. So I trust, at this point, I trust Marvel to do what they're going to do with the character. I mean, and since we have this, you know, multiverse, um, it seems like everything now is dealing with the multiverse in some way or shape. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he showed up in, in Spider-Man or, or any of these shows. So, yeah, you know, I think that, um, um, <clears throat> I don't even think you have to multiverse it. Because, it, it, I mean, in the Marvel shows on Netflix, they, they talk about, literally on Daredevil, He's he's talking about like oh all the shit that happened from the the Marvel, from the Avengers movies. 
Um, you, yeah. If, but no surprise in this time when we're talking about Marvel, you're wrong. You're wrong. Get rid of him. Get somebody else that's a little bit more whatever in there. I don't need a famous guy, but just somebody. I, I, he was fine, but I think that he makes that. I don't. I just would not be that excited. I'm not clamoring for Charlie Cox. And again, you're wrong. The best Netflix show, Marvel show, was Jessica Jones, and she did the best in that yeah. role. Okay, moving on. Keep going. Keep going. It, it was. It was good. It was good. At least the first season, which, by the way, the first season of at least Daredevil and Jessica Jones for both those things were pretty good. I didn't really get too much into the other Marvel shows. I watched a couple episodes, got pretty deep on one or the other, but not too far. All right. What do you got? All right. Did you? Oh, no. Keep going. You had some more stuff on Hawkeye. Keep going. Turn. Um, well, yeah. The rest of the Hawkeye. My last thing on Hawkeye, I'm, I'm excited to see wh- where else this goes. Um, are we going to see... Um, uh, old girl from Black Widow, uh, Black Widow's younger Scarlet? sister. Oh no, yeah, um, uh, Florence Pugh character. Florence Pugh, love me some. Um, love me some Pugh. Yeah, you know, like last time we saw her at the end of Black Widow, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus's character was showing uh, her Hawkeye's picture and saying, "This is the person that killed your sister." So are we at some point in this show going to see her show up? I yeah. mean, I really like what they've done with, with the Hawkeye character in this show. Um, you know, up until this point, Jeremy Renner's character hasn't gotten a whole lot of shine. I mean, he, you know, he's out of all the Avengers, he's probably the one that's gotten the least amount of run. But they're letting him branch out in this. So far, so good. I like it. And I love me some pizza dog. Love pizza dog. Yes, pro dog. The last thing I will say is that uh, uh, Vera Formiga, and I don't know obviously what happened in the, in, the, in the third episode, but Vera Formiga plays Haley Stanfeld's mother. Fantastic actress. Love her in The Departed and, 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 and all those things. She's in the, the horror movies that everybody loves. Um, great, great, great actress and director, by the way. Um, there's something there's something with her character. Again, I don't know what happened in season, in, in episode three. Maybe they, they a little bit more was was uh, kind of illuminated in regards to what she's got going on. But you just don't have Vera Formiga playing uh, uh, Hawkeye, new Hawkeye's mom, and, and and her not turn into something. So, but I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. I know the swordsman, right. whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck. All right, all right. Um, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready for my next for my next course. My next course. All right. Now, sir. Here's something for you. Yeah. Nothing, not necessarily heavy. Actually, it's something heavy, but with a light take. Sunday, we're at brunch, right? Sunday brunch, like a nice fluffy pancake, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get something so it can be heavy, but if it's nice and if it's uh, it's made the right way, this is gonna be something that can be very nice and light, sweet, delicious. Almost, you know, it goes down nice and good with with some sausage. I love, I love me some sausage with some pancakes. My God! All right, hey, 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 hey. Mm. You know who's not? No, who's not bad? You know who's doing just fine? Who's that? Who? Joseph Carmichael Biden. Oh, anyway, okay. Joe Biden is is fine. He's doing just fine. I know that his poll numbers are are are, are down. This is generally what happens at this stage in a pre- presidency. There's a honeymoon period. There was a honeymoon period. It was very short for fucking uh, the president of fuck you, Donald Trump, where like they comes in and, and most people 
unless they are the anti, unless they're starkly against them, right? Thirty mm. percent. There's the, the, the thirty that are going to hate you, and the thirty that are going to love you, and it's the thirty or more in the middle that are going to go wax and wane. The thirty are going to hate you, so no matter what, right? But there, even there were people with Donald Trump. I remember them in my life. Be like, well, let's just give him a shot. Let's give him a shot. Let's see how he does, huh? Who? I mean, come on, right? So here we are. Biden got the let's give him a shot crowd, right? And his poll numbers were doing good. But then there was the <clears throat> the ongoing recession. There was uh, COVID on the rise after after the vaccines first came out uh, last year, early 2020. I think I'm bad with math. No, 2021. Yeah, 2021. The vaccines come out. 2021. People feeling good. We're about to get into the let's get fucking lit summer. Remember last June or May, how we were like, dude, this is it. We're good. Everything's fun. We're gonna do great. Bars are open. I'm vaxxed. Let's get lit. And then. Boom, the, the 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 coronavirus did not go away over the summer. Um, the Iraq pullout debacle happened. Everything just gas is high. Oh, gas is high, and and there's only one person to blame for high gas prices. Joe Biden. I'm here to say, Joe Biden's doing just fine. He's doing. He passed an unbelievable or helped pass passes the biggest investment. An American industry, the infrastructure plan that just got passed, a bipartisan bill that will fucking do huge work in repairing the and improving this country and put money in the pockets of the people who need it. They did this unbelievable COVID bill right when he came into office, sustained unemployment, helped people get access to testing, helped people get access to to to, to PPE. Uh, uh, keep the whatever going in regards to like keeping people uh, schools and hospitals, everything all fucking good. And, and then got the mess that was the vaccine untangled. Yes. The Trump and the CDC and whoever else they were able, they made it possible to get this vaccine fast track, but then they bungled the fucking snap, right? You can form the play as much as you want in the huddle and practicing it all week. But then if you're under center and you fumble the snap, it, it's a fucking busted play. So the Biden administration got in there. They got rid of all the fucking bureaucracy. They got the vaccines to anybody who needs it, right? He's doing fine. <laughs> He's doing fine. Willis, help me out. How's Joe Biden doing? Um, I'm going to give him an incomplete right now. Oh, no shit. Come on. I'm going to give him an incomplete. And here's why. He's doing fine. Yes, you're right. He could be doing more, though. Um, one thing I want to see out of the Biden administration is um, a focus on distributing all the, the vaccine doses. We have, we have so many millions of vaccine doses from multiple companies in the United States, and, and we're exporting those to, to many different countries, except the countries that really need it, specifically in Africa. You have you have a whole continent that um, they are not seeing the cooperation that uh, the U.S. is providing to uh, Europe, providing to uh, Asia, providing to South America even. Um, and not only are they not providing those vaccines, but they're, they're um, for example, Johnson & Johnson, I read a story this past week that 
they just now uh, signed a deal to get the vaccine into one of Africa's biggest uh, pharmaceutical providers. But it's at a rate much higher than, than other countries pay. And now they're going to have to sell this vaccine in Africa as opposed to give it away like they give away in, in the United States. So you're making it very hard for uh, a whole continent to recover from this pandemic. And, and not only that, but, you know, every time there's a new variant that pops up, uh, you say, all right, well, nobody from those countries can come to the United States anymore. Um, but what you're doing is you're, you're isolating this, this continent so that more variants show up. Unless you start getting the vaccine to these people at a, at a low rate and an a efficient rate, this, this is not going to, um, we're not going to get out of this. I think Joe Biden uh, has the power and has the ability to, to help this problem. And I think he could, he could do more to, to help uh, the African continent as far as getting through this pandemic. Um, that's my, my biggest thing is, is uh, with him. As far as the infrastructure plan, it is very good. It, it's going to help a lot of people. It's going to help our roads. It's going to help get get jobs for this country. I applaud it. Um, we're all we can always do more though. We can always do more. Um, we're we're a year in. We're a year in. Things are are looking up, but there's always more that can be done. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, I don't disagree with you. I will say that, uh, and this uh, does not have anything to do with getting the vaccine to other countries, especially countries that don't have the resources that we have in America. Um, but they were pro-booster where there were some uh, outlier, or not outlier, there were some med those in the medical community that were like, yeah, I don't think we need the booster. Hey, guess what? Be having that booster approved uh, two months ago would have been fucking great, all right? Right before the holidays and everybody going. And now, now it's go get it, go get it, go get it. They were saying back in August and September to get the booster, but there were a couple doctors, a couple with the CDC. They're like, well, I don't know if we need it. All right. All bullshit. All bullshit. Um, that being said, it, it was said when this vaccine was becoming available that, yes, they should lift the copyright, right? Or whatever it is, the trademark copyright. I forget what it's called. So that then per, that what that does is let other places produce the, the, the vaccine and I have to get it um, from Pfizer or Esther Medica or whatever it's called, right? Moderna. Um uh, that was done way too late. They just did it. They should have done it a long time ago. And there was this was the concern was, hey, we're going to take care of it as much as we can here in quote unquote developed nations, for lack of a better term. But what's going to happen is the coronavirus is going to go into pockets and then it's going to form these these variants, which is what we've been, you know, obviously we had the Delta variant, which was much more transmissible and much more deadly for the unvaccinated. Um and then now we have the Omicron or whatever it's called. Now, I will say one thing that I like that Joe Biden did, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because those on the right don't give a fuck. But Joe Biden, when, they, when, when the Omicron came out, he said, this is not a reason to panic. It's just a reason to continue to do what we're doing. Um, the, the right doesn't care. They're going to try to market this as saying like, oh, they're trying to make you fearful and go back, shut down about. No, actually, Joe Biden saying we're not going to do a shutdown. There's no plans to do anything like that. Just go get vaccinated, please. And we're going to keep it moving as usual. Um, 
but yes, we, we should have poured more resources into these other places. hundred percent. I do not disagree. Um, we, I, 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 this is one of the things that come, that comes up sometimes and it is a lazy thing to do, but it's Sunday. We're going to be lazy on a Sunday, Willis. Um, mm. The alternative, because right now, for all intents and purposes, the next election will, if everything stands the same, and I know we're three years away, Donald Trump is the overwhelming front runner to be the Republican candidate next time. Overwhelming. There's not even a whisper of anybody else. That guy, it just came out, was tested positive for coronavirus three days before the debates. And if you remember, there was this there was this rumor when he debated Biden the first time. And then that weekend, it was reported, oh my God, he has coronavirus. And it was like, oh my God, is it possible that the president of fuck you had the coronavirus when he debated Joe Biden in person? And he exposed all these people and had people on stage and no mask, no this, no that. Like, is there possible that he had it? Not only did he have it, he knew about it. They all knew about it three days before the debate. So that's what we're, again, that's what we're dealing with here. A president who's, by all intents, a normal president, Joe Biden. Some hate him, some love him. He does things. Some are good, some are bad. He's normal. Donald Trump had fucking coronavirus three days before the debate and said, business as usual, let's fucking go. Fuck him and fuck you if you still think that. The worst thing about Donald Trump is he was mean in some tweets. All right, what you got? You got another thing for me? That's it, man. for me? You got an ex Benedict for me? All right, here I'll give you I'll give you uh, one last thing. What you got? Um, here we go. Give me your favorite brunch dish. Oh, if if we, if, if if the families are going out to brunch. I mean, and this is not for another few years because Lil Felix is not ready for brunch yet. Willow is not ready for brunch yet. Um, we, you know, we got we got to let them grow into brunch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so when, when we're ready to go out for brunch as a as a large pod family, and we sit down at the table, when the server comes over and says, "Mr. Martinez, here is your mimosa." What can I bring you for your entree? What are you getting at, at brunch? So what I'm getting, so first I'm saying, okay, uh, thanks for mimosa. Where's the Jameson shot backer, please? Can I get it? Where's where that? That Okay, it's coming. Okay, you're pouring it behind the thing. That's cool. It's Thank on the you. way. We had to it's open on the way. bottle, sir. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. It, it's understandable you didn't plan for us to roll in 12 deep and drink Jameson uh, at, at 1030 in the morning on a Sunday. My go-to, and it's it's in uh, an 84, our RIP. 84 High Street and 84 uh, Tavern Canal. I understand that this is not something that you could just find anywhere, but this is what I'm going with. And that is the best omelet on the planet. And that is the Federal Hill Omelet from 84, which, uh, yeah, oh yeah. Um, Mozzarella, um, uh, uh, sun-dried tomatoes. um, I don't remember what the protein was. I think it was ham. I think it was a nice, no, prosciutto. And it was basil. Basil pesto on top. Ooh. All right. Uh, I take a bad. I don't think it's for shooting. I think it, I think it was him. Uh, but whatever it was, it was a nice salty pig. <laughs> whatever yeah. it was, it was a beautifully cured <laughs> salty pig. All right. The best meat 
Uh, uh, thank God. Uh, can we can we raise a banner for por- for pigs? Raise a banner for pigs and all that they give us. But the Federal Hill, yeah. and and to be honest, the thing that really pushed it over the top was just the way that the egg and the, the basil pesto over the top, the sauce, and and the sun dried tomatoes. I can taste it in my mouth right now, and it is amazing. I miss I miss eighty four. I miss brunch at the boozy brunch at eighty four, and I miss that omelet. Before I ask you yours, I just want to give a quick shout yeah. out to Cinder yeah. Restaurant that just opened on Main Street, and they've partnered with Lovecraft Place, which was the bakery over in Pocatuck that shut down. But they had they had posted that they were going to be opening up shop and a partnership with with Cinder, and I have not been able to get over to Cinder yet. It looks fantastic, and all the posts and everybody's saying it's amazing. But they posted something. Lovecraft and and Cinder posted something for their brunch. And it was a croissant sandwich with this beautiful egg. And, dude, it looked like a slab of, of either brisket or, like, this huge, like, beautifully cured bacon. I don't know what it was, but I saw that, and I just immediately my mouth started watering. I can't wait. The 84, RIP, as soon as I can get a brunch in me, it's going to be over at Cinder. Because I think that's going to be the next spot for me as far as brunch goes. Listen, so, so I saw the same post. I saw the same post with the the sandwich. I immediately started drooling, even though I can't taste anything. I still want it. That's it, man. I'm not going to waste. I'm not going to waste my money right now and get it. I'm going to wait until I can actually taste it, something back, however long that may be. I don't know. <clears throat> um, we will. We will see uh, Cinder. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to trying that place as well, my friend. If you are feeling nostalgic about your 84 brunch days, you can also go to Surf Cantina. Right now, they have brunch on Saturday and Sundays. Boozy brunch. I think it starts at 10 in the morning. You can go. I saw their menu. It looks slamming. They got waffles. They got different egg dishes. Some, uh, oh, man. It looks great. It looks great. I'm going to get down there. Uh <laughs> I probably will not be down there for brunch because that'll be my day off. 14 days? But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you can pop in there or Cinder, two great new spots. Uh, as far as brunch, my my best brunch, you know, I am a, a sucker for a great uh, sausage, gravy, and biscuits. Um, yes! <laughs> you know, I I just I just love to see it. A place around here that does a really great one is the Cooked Goose. Uh, Ooh, okay. Big shout out to the Cooked Goose. Uh, my man Marco in the kitchen. Uh, great cook, great guy. Uh, always chefing it up down there Sunday mornings. Me and Mason went down uh, last uh, last Sunday. And uh, we had a fantastic meal. And uh, look, if you like a good sausage gravy, there's not many more places that you should go. You got to check it out. Great biscuits, great uh, gravy. Oh, delicious. Delicious. A nice, a nice, a nice uh, hash, uh, not hash browns, uh, home fries on the side. Oh, yeah, baby. I love to hear it. I love to see it. I love, I wish I was tasting it right now, my guy. And I, and I, I, but you know what the thing is? I, I hate to do this. I can go maybe try to do something like that right now. I feel you, brother. You, you can't taste the damn thing right now. I am so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. You'll get through this, sir. 
I hope so, sir. <laughs> so that I think that's it, man. You know, like yo, I got topics for days. But this is a, this is the brunch. This is just a nice brunch with the boys, right? Just a little, little bit, little bit. Yeah, man. You love to see it. I'm I'm getting pop ups on my phone every time I look over and see something about NFL football Sunday. I want to announce it to you because you got so mad at me <laughs> right before we started the pod for telling you that somebody yeah. scored a touchdown before we got going. I'm about, so I'm, I'm about to I'm about to go watch my DVR bus, baby. Go go <laughs> get at that. I am not going to bother with the New York Football Giants. Uh, I think I'm going to set up the Christmas tree because uh, uh, I want to enjoy my Sunday and I don't want it to be detracted by the garbage that I see down there in the Meadowlands or wherever that I think they're, I don't know if they're in Miami today, but wherever, um, a, a warmer, a more hospitable place uh, than, than the Meadowlands um, and definitely more hospitable than the cellar of seclusion. I look forward to, I don't know when, but I look forward to getting back with you in, in, in the studio. It's been far too long. I miss it and I miss you and I love you, my guy. I love you too, brother. Peace.